Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today is from the Gospel lesson just read, especially these words. Master, we have toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word I will let down the nets. Dear Christians, there's a great contradistinction in the things that Peter says in those words. We've toiled all night long. We've worked hard. We've done this. We've done that. And nothing. But at your word, we'll let down the nets. At first glance, this word spoken by St. Peter seems to be about fishing. Not only fishing, but catching lots of fish while fishing. And it's true that on the surface level, this scripture passage is about real fishermen who did real fishing to support their families and to make an income. They got in a real fishing boat and went out into a real lake and caught real fish and sold them to real people. But this scripture passage is not only about fishing. It's about Jesus and about doing things according to his word and at his word. Jesus shows up in the lives of these fishermen and he preaches a word to them. He calls them to fish, not for fish, but instead for people. He speaks these words exactly. Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. At this word of Jesus, Peter, James, John, and Andrew leave all that they had and follow him. They're off to be fishermen for men, for Christians. Now there's a question that follows from this, and that's this, how is it that one fishes for people? Should we stand out in front of the church on 40th Street with fishing poles and cast hooks at the cars as they drive by? at 40 miles an hour. Of course not. That wouldn't be a good way to catch people, would it? It'd be a good way to get injured and a good way to get sued. Well, if we're not going to do that, maybe what we ought to do is buy some big nets and run them across 40th Street so that when people are driving their cars, they have no choice but to turn into our parking lot. And when they get out of their cars angry at our big nets across the street, we can have a fire hose and just baptize them from a distance. Maybe that's what we ought to do to fish for people. 
No, that's probably not a good idea either. In fact, it sounds a little ridiculous, doesn't it? How is it that one fishes for people? But we know that when we fish for fish, we have to use the right lure. So what is the lure that we use to bring people into the church? If you asked a hundred pastors, you might come up with a hundred different ideas. There's lots of ideas about how to get people in church. Some sound good, and some sound just as ridiculous as nets across the street. Within the church, we call this fishing for people process evangelism. And there's all sorts of crazy ideas telling us how evangelism is supposed to work. If you go home and search it on YouTube, you can see some pretty ridiculous things. Some fishers of men have dressed up as the cat in the hat and rhymed all the words of the church service in the way Dr. Seuss did. They had the acolytes dress up as thing one and thing two. The idea being that will make things simpler and easier for our young people to understand. Well, that was the idea. What it ended up doing is make the entire church service really corny and lame. You can go on YouTube and you could search Beatles Mass and find a place, a church, where the pastor set the words of institution to the song, Hey Jude, by the Beatles. The only problem, once again, it was corny. And also, nobody in the congregation could figure out how to sing the na-na-na-na-na part correctly. Some churches, to try and bring people in, relax the dress code. We want you to be comfortable while you're here in the church. Really? If you want me to be comfortable on Sunday mornings, the best place for that to happen is if I don't even get out of bed and just sleep for a few more hours. Some try to change the style of the music so that it's more modern, earthier, more familiar with what we are used to on the radio. Really? I haven't seen a church band yet that can blare out music as good as Aerosmith or Boston or Nirvana. And to be fair, there are some churches out there who teach that to bring people into church, you need to bring them into the worship service and create new laws about the right way to do it, how to hold your hands, the correct direction to turn, the perfect number of degrees to bow at particular parts of the service. There's all sorts of ideas. There's one problem with them all. They all end up being God's word plus something else.
God's word plus being comfortable. God's word plus having better music. God's word plus acting the right way. God's word plus. Behind it all is a confession that says God's word is not enough. Some churches have done the same thing with their theology, trying to make it more palatable, as if that would lure people in. They've abandoned closed communion and instead welcome all people willy-nilly, even if they're not Christian. They do this even though it's the Lord's Supper, not the church's supper. If it's the Lord's Supper, shouldn't we do what the Lord says about it? Some have loosened up who can be pastors in their church body. Some have tried to make marriage more palatable to our modern sensibilities and sophisticated opinions. Some churches have denied that Jesus is God. Some churches have said, you have to worship on Saturday. And behind all these things that happen in churches, even here in Lincoln, Nebraska, is the confession of faith that God's word is not enough. And sometimes we think that way also, don't we? If only church were a little shorter. If only the pastor were more dynamic. If only the sermon wasn't 45 minutes long. If only the pews were more comfortable. If only the temperature was right. If only. If only. Dear Christians, that's not how God promises to bring people into the church. Peter says, we've toiled all night long. We've tried this, we've tried that, we've tried this, we've tried that. But what actually works? At your word, Jesus. It's God's word that brings the church into existence, that calls it, gathers it, and enlightens it from among all the people of the world. At your word. Jesus doesn't promise to work faith in a way that's entertaining, or exciting, or comfortable, or fun. He doesn't promise to work faith in the way that you want him to. He doesn't promise to always say what we want to hear. God promises to work faith in his word. It's only his word that God uses to catch souls into his church. You see, God is a jealous God. He works the way he wants to. He will not share his act of salvation for you or with you 
and your works. He'll do it all by himself, at his own time, in his own way, through his own means. And we cannot add or subtract from the work that God does in and through his word. We see that in the way that Peter catches fish. He's tried everything the night before. Lord, we have labored all through the night but caught nothing. We've tried our best fishing spot. We've used our gill nets and they didn't work. We used our throwing nets and they didn't work. We tried spinners and spoons and jigs and Mr. Twisters. We even tried live bait with worms and minnows. But we've caught nothing by our own devices. But at your word, at your word, we'll put down the net. And when the net is lowered at Jesus' word, the net is filled. The fish are so plentiful that two boats cannot bring them all in. God's word has accomplished what it said it would. It fulfills what it promises. Even at silly-seeming things like fishing, God's word does its work. If God's word can bring fish into a net, what will it do for fishing for people? It's at the word of God that we are saved. It's at the word of Jesus that we're brought into the boat of the church. Maybe that's something we can really understand on a day like today where it's pouring rain outside. In the church, we're safe and dry. It's at the word of Jesus that our salvation is delivered into our poor, sinful lives. The word of God in its truth and purity is the most important thing in our entire church service. It's read, it's preached, it's sung. The word of God comes to us in water to take away all of our sins, to grant us eternal life. It's not just plain water, it's the word of God in and with the water that does these great things. It's the word of God that is given into your ears. I forgive you all of your sin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And that word does exactly what it says. It forgives all of your sin. The word of God is given to you with bread and wine. And when the word is applied to them, it's not just bread and wine, but the very body and blood of Jesus given and shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. That's what God's word says. That's what God's word does. The word of God always works salvation. The word of God always delivers it to you. Where God's word is, the Holy Spirit calls, gathers, and enlightens the entire Christian church on earth. 
God's word brings you Jesus. You see, Jesus himself is the word made flesh who dwelt among us. Jesus is the word who lived a perfect life. Jesus is the word who went to the cross to suffer, to bleed, and to die to forgive you all of your sin, to grant you eternal life in God's kingdom. God's word was pierced for our transgression and crushed for our iniquities. Jesus is the word who died and rose and lives even now and is proclaimed throughout the world to call the church into existence. What is it that creates faith? What is it that fishes for people? God's word. God's word alone. God is a jealous God. He will not share the work of your salvation with you. He'll bring it to you in the word, accomplished already by Jesus. And anything that we add or subtract to that word is just fluff. Jesus saves Jesus alone. And Jesus comes to you in his word. Dear Christian, this has serious implications for you in your life as you think about what church you attend. We pastors always get a little nervous teaching you what to look for in a church, but it's important that you know what is most important. If the need arises for you to look for a new congregation, what is it that you look for? Some churches will try to bring you in with all sorts of fancy lures. They might bring you cookies. They might have fun, exciting worship or comfortable lazy boy chairs for you to sit in. They might tell you how relaxed their atmosphere is. You might think everybody there is friendly and that things are exciting or modern. They might have a brand new beautiful building. It might always be the perfect temperature. These things seem really nice, but what you actually should be looking for is this. Is God's word the center of every single thing that's done? Is it taught faithfully, preached rightly, delivered in sacraments according to their institution, is God's word, Jesus, the center of the worship service? Or do other things sometimes get in the way? Did you see what Peter and the other apostles did when they heard the word of Jesus and at the word of Jesus caught all those fish? The Bible says, they left everything else behind and followed him. 
Dear Christians, we too ought to repent of all the flashy and exciting things we think church should be about. We should look only to Jesus and his word and his promises. When we look for a church, we look for God's word. For at the word of Jesus only are we saved. At the word of Christ are we brought into the ark of the church. It's not even the pastors. The pastors are charged with preaching God's word faithfully so that you might look to Jesus and that at hearing God's word you might believe. The pastors are charged with picking hymns that give you God's word faithfully so that you might look to Jesus and believe in singing God's word. Your pastors are charged with administering the sacraments so that Jesus can come to you in water and the word, in bread and wine, for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Moline is not the one who fishes you into the church. Poppy is not the one who fishes you into the church. God does so through his word, through his sacraments, through your ears hearing and receiving these gifts so that the church can be filled with Christians who will live forevermore, world without end. How do you fish people into the church? God does so, working through his word, and his word alone. Where the word is, the Holy Spirit calls, gathers, and enlightens. Where the word is, Jesus creates and sustains faith. God is the great fisherman who loves you, forgives you your sin, gives you his word, and grants you eternal life by his work and his work alone. God's word does this for you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.